Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. With the 15th pick in the 2013 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo. The Bucks keep it alive here for Giannis. Giannis, Giannis, Welcome to the fans' exclusive coverage of the Pro Hoops Draft. Live from the Q Club of Wisconsin and Waukesha. Now, live from the Radio.com Sports mobile studios, here are your hosts, Ryan Horvat and Bill Baby Tau Schmid. Bill Schmidt and Ryan Horvat here at 105.7 FM, the fans' mobile studios. Brought to you by Radio.com Sports right now. Out to Brooklyn and Adam Silver with the fifth pick in the NBA draft. Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. So there's the uh, that Mayor Mitch back in the fans' studio. So how we're doing this tonight is Ryan Horvat and I don't want to be caught up on Twitter and finding out all these picks that go down because then you ruin reactions like that where Horvat just goes, what? Right. What? Yeah. I mean, so Colin is there Sexton a deal here? Sitting, I, no, I haven't seen anything. Uh, so they're going to roll with a Colin Sexton and Darius Garland backcourt. So that means you're probably playing Sexton off the ball, I would guess. Yeah, because I guess. With I mean, Garland, he's already an undersized point guard. He's way too thin. He's got no Colin length. Colin Sexton's only like 5 or 6'1". That's what I'm saying. Sounds like you and don't Garland, like Darius Garland, thing. Ryan. I like Garland. I mean, I like him in the pick and roll. Okay. Uh, Hold I mean, on here. He can shoot from all over the court. So Is this dude wearing a bathrobe? I think he is. What is this dude wearing? I think this he's... dude is legitimately wearing a tan bathrobe. Unbelievable. Okay, so Mitch, they're keeping this pick. Darius Garland's going to the Cavs. They're going to have two point guards here. Yeah, they're 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 keeping the pick as we as we see right now. So okay. I will obviously so, keep you guys posted, but that's that's the plan. That's Mayor Mitch back in the studio. So Darius Garland, who really flew up draft boards, Ryan, in the last couple of weeks. Darius Garland only played. Five games. five games at Vanderbilt had more turnovers than assists in those five games, but really, really great ball handler. The court vision is going to be difficult, but the biggest thing that teams are really liking right now is his ability to shoot off the dribble. Yeah, and I guess, you know, as I was talking about with this draft, it's kind of positionless, right? You just take the best prospects. He could shoot off the dribble and off the catch, off movement. He's versatile, but once again, he's just a little bit undersized even for the point guard position, so I was wondering how he would defend a guy like Damian Lillard as they, you know, bring up his player comp, and I'm like, ah, that's kind of a reach, I think. Damian Lillard, I, I don't see it. Damian Lillard's superstar. That, that is a supermax player right there. So he's got the torn meniscus. I guess that would be kind of a red flag, obviously, you know, too young for me to worry about that. He gambles a little bit on defense as an on-ball defender, but you don't got to play defense in Cleveland anyway, sure. so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I just I'm not sold on the pick because I don't know how him and Colin Sexton fit together, and you just went and 
got Sexton last year and yeah. he was good. So. And, and moved up to get Colin Sexton, if I'm not mistaken, last year. So if things getting weird in Cleveland. Like That's it. for sure. There we go. So now, now we actually have a little bit of weird going on. Colin Sexton goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now this next trade will be made by the Phoenix Suns. They executed a trade with the Minnesota Timberwolves about an hour and a half ago. Horvat, that will be the Minnesota Timberwolves getting this sixth pick for the 11th pick and Dario Saric, small forward that can shoot the basketball. Yep, that's all you're looking for right now. Like I said, three and Ds. And so I like what they're doing a little bit too. I like what everybody's doing. And it's because everybody actually has a window to win. Okay, here. I'll tell you this. I don't like what the Cavs did. No, I don't, I, like, I don't what, like that. I don't like what the Cavs are doing either. But And, and they're trying to uh, get rid of Kevin Love's deal, obviously. They're sure. probably going to try to get rid of Tristan Thompson. So you're just blowing up and starting all over. So I guess... Really, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, right? You're just trying to find the best prospects. It's best player available, that's best, for sure. And Darius Garland, like I said, I mean, he was the number one point guard on the board heading into the collegiate season, then tore his meniscus, only so only played the five games. Nobody even knew who John Morant was. So you're going best available. Like I said, this isn't the deepest draft. Everybody was calling it a three-player draft. You're going to get the good one in two years, so you might as well take best available. But it's going to be interesting to see how that backcourt works. Two so, ball-dominant guards. Jarrett. Culver is a shooting guard from Texas Tech that could make some sense if you're looking at Minnesota, but Minnesota has Andrew Wiggins to play that 2-3 spot, and they gave him just an absolute boatload of money. And now they're trying to get rid of him, which is hilarious. So I don't know exactly how they're going to be able to get rid of that contract. They also have Jeff Teague on an expiring contract, that point guard. So this could be Kobe White. It could be Jarrett Culver. It could be somebody else that we're maybe not thinking of, maybe a Cam Reddish. I don't know exactly how that fits in, but... There's possibilities all over the place. I know Sekou Demboye was somebody that you would have thought they would be looking at at 11. I can't think they're thinking him at 6. If I have that board in front of me and I'm uh, Minnesota's GM, the one name I'm crossing off is Cam Reddish because I do – I like Cam Reddish because he's a shooter. But what I don't like about Cam Reddish is that he's way streaky and at times he's a shooter who can't shoot. He cost me – Couple bucks at Duke because he's just out of control at times as well. So I would take him off the board. Like I want to get excited about what Minnesota is doing, but every time I do, like the Jimmy Butler move, and you paired him with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, I was like, man, maybe this finally makes Wiggins a player, right? Because you can compliment him with Butler, and you had Tom Thibodeau as the head coach, and you fire Tibbs. You know, I mean, it, it, at some points last year, your highest usage player was Derrick Rose. Like, you were running your offense through Derrick Rose, so it's hard for me to get excited about anything Minnesota's doing. I like Carl Anthony Towns, but the knock on him is he's just way too soft. That's why Jimmy Butler didn't like playing with those right. guys. Nobody gets along. How much but, are you listening to what Jimmy Butler was saying about those guys in Minnesota? I'm actually buying into it. Uh, so I, you're not thinking that it was Jimmy Butler's issue? I think he's a. I think he's an issue. I think he's just an alpha. Anywhere he goes, he wants the ball in his hands, and he wants to win. And I think those guys are just lazy. I mean, I do. I just think – I don't know that they're lazy. I just feel like with the younger Content. players, like a lot of those guys are in the locker room, and they're playing Fortnite. And sure. Jimmy's just not cut that way, man. He's in the locker room. He's, he's working out. So he doesn't want to see guys playing video games when you're on a 41-win bas- team. Jimmy's on, like, basketball reference looking – doing, like, deep dives that we do on, like – Wednesday nights during yeah. baseball season. Yeah, he, when you're the 11th and 12th seed in in the Western Conference, he doesn't want you in the locker room playing Fortnite. So I do buy into that a little bit. I've heard Carl Anthony Towns is kind of immature, but he's a hell of a player. I'll take Carl yeah, Anthony no Towns doubt. any day. It'll be interesting to see. It could be Kobe White. It could be another one of the point guards in uh, the pick right here if you're looking at who could possibly go to the now 
Minnesota Timberwolves with the sixth pick overall. The pick is in ESPN showing Kobe White. We are not looking at Twitter to try to get Woj bombs because Woj, once again, does the stupidest thing ever during this draft tips, and picks. tips picks. Yeah, It's reality. It's Come on, dude. He, he really, hasn't done that so tonight, cool. though. He's not doing he, it tonight. Okay, because he had claimed earlier this week, Mitch, that he was going to do it. The story came he, out. Woj no. was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be tipping picks, so don't pay attention, I guess. He did. And they're going to go with here? I have no idea. Jared Culver, maybe? But where are you going to play Andrew Wiggins? If they're taking Jared Culver, I think they then, they know, then they know that they have a suitor for Wiggins. I think they move Wiggins. I don't know who that suitor would be. I saw some reports that it might be Boston. That would be a terrible fit. That's not happening. Boston, they got those first-round picks. You got Tatum and Brown. The last thing you want to do is take on that terrible What deal. about a sign-and-trade Andrew Wiggins for Chris Middleton? Mm, no, thank you. All right. Think, before I, fits that before I have Mitch freak out, let's go to the commissioner. With the sixth pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Jarrett Culver from That's Texas Tech University. Yeah, Jarrett Culver, the pick. Uh, another dude that can absolutely fill it up, as he was one of the main reasons why Texas Tech find themselves in the national championship this year. Yeah, 20 years old, too, so a little bit older than some of the prospects in the draft. I like him because he could actually create his own shot. We he have a Loyola of Chicago person saying that it was Mooney, but okay. Loyola, Chicago. Who is it? Uh, Sister Jean? That clown over there, Loyola, or the high school, Loyola. Oh, Academy. Loyola High School yeah. Academy. Okay. Mike Culver, though. I just wish he had better handles, but you could say that about a lot of guys. And good size on him, 6'7", about 194 pounds, so he's going to have to put on some muscle. But, you know, 18 points, 6 boards, 3 assists, and shoots 54% from the floor. So... Not much more you could ask Doesn't for. necessarily shoot it all that well from deep, right around 30%, which is kind of the floor for a guy in this ilk that's going to go and, and, and what you can actually shoot at that point. But Jared Culver, his father was the team chaplain, team pastor at uh, Texas Tech, drew, drew him to the Red Raiders. Also his brother, a two-time All-American high jumper. So athletics run in the family for Jared Culver, who has the Phoenix Suns hat on, but is going to go to Minneapolis and be a Timberwolf and run with Carl Anthony Towns and possibly Andrew Wiggins. Maybe and Andrew Tate. Wiggins. Well, I like the fit with Culver because you could kind of play him at the two and the three. He could guard multiple positions. You're going to put a little bit of muscle on him. Good pick. Uh, what, like I said, though, I just can't get excited about anything that Minnesota does. Are you surprised Phoenix traded this pick? A little bit. I thought that Phoenix was going to try to get a point guard in this draft. But I feel like with what they're trying to do, they want more of like a pass first, just run their offensive sets point guard. In the top point guards in this draft, that's just not what you're getting. Like John Morant is a playmaker. He's going to want to make plays. He's not just going to run your offense sure. for you. Yeah. Kobe White, same thing. I mean, he's a speed demon. He's like the master of the speed dribble, even for how big the guy is. You know, there's going to be times where he's just a little bit out of control. And then the same thing with Darius Garland. So I'm – Kind of surprised, but not really surprised. I thought they were definitely going to go for a point. Chicago guard. Bulls will be up next when we return. This is the Pro Hoops Draft Show live at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, Ryan Horvath here as well. You can be out here eating 50-cent wings, drinking $2 beers, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan. The Fan's exclusive coverage of the Pro Hoops Draft, live from the Q Club of Wisconsin in Waukesha is on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Be sure to listen to The Fan all day tomorrow and react to tonight's draft with Chuck and Winkler, 6 to 10 a.m., 
Bill Michaels, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and 2 to 6 on The Big Show with Gary, Billy, and Sparky. Ryan Horvath, Baby Tausch with you right now. It's the Pro Hoops Draft Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bridging the gap, taking you all the way up until the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Brewers taking on the Cincinnati Reds right now. It is 0-0 in the top half of the first inning. Jimmy Nelson with his third start this season, and bases are loaded. So let's go to the commissioner and talk about the Chicago Bulls. NBA draft. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White from the University of North Carolina. Really like that pick. Kobe White, I think, is probably the best point guard outside of John Morant in the draft, Horvath. Yeah, I agree. He's one of my favorite prospects. I loved him all year long. The guy can knock down shots. He's fast as hell, and he's six foot five. I like my point guards six four and above. What I like about this pick for the Chicago huh. Bulls is they—that's somebody five nine saying that too. Right, right. Oh, five eleven actually <laughs> on a good day. Yeah, yeah. With, with cleats in shoes. With yeah. cleats. <laughs> uh, what I like about Kobe White. What I like about the pick for the Bulls is they didn't screw it up. I mean, this is the same team that traded up to draft Doug McDermott. This is the same team that drafted Marcus Teague over Draymond Green. That was where the falling out with Tom Thibodeau happened because he wanted to take Draymond Green while Gar Foreman and John Paxson wanted to take Marcus Teague, who lasted, I think, like two years in the league. And now they finally get it right. I mean, Kobe White is can't miss. I'll tell you this, though. uh, Still, I'm still taking a veteran point guard here, or getting a veteran point guard in free agency. I mean, I would say that for sure. I'm still looking at somebody that's going to be able to help me in, in free agency, like a Patrick Beverly. You have the money to go and get Pat Beverly to go along with Kobe White. I think that probably makes the most sense at this point. Yeah, and that's the thing. I've heard a couple executives say that the Bulls could be a sleeping giant in free agency because they have so much money, but they'll screw it up like they usually do, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here with Chris Dunn because now you got Kobe White, and I actually like Chris Dunn when he's on the floor and when he's on when he's healthy, but that's just very rare. It's been so few and far between for Chris Dunn, yeah. The Bulls are building something, though. It'll be interesting to see if they could, like you said, add another key free agent here. I mean, Patrick Beverly would be a good fit, and he's a Chicago guy, and then you could play Kobe White off the ball even a little bit because he has the size where he can match up with the two guards. He's 6'5". And, and Kobe White also, he's got that playmaking ability that he's able to find people inside of the offense. He's one of those dudes that as well – one knock on Kobe White is going to be that he's going to try to make things happen maybe outside of the offense every once in a while mm-hmm. and maybe push things on the outskirts that might not be inside of Jim Boylan's offense, which he might not necessarily like. Right. But the thing is the dude's going to give you consistent effort. I believe he's going to get only better on the defensive end. You said with 6'5", the wingspan can move around, he can play. But also with this pick, what it does is if you do go get a Pat Beverly – and Pat Beverly is your backup point guard, or your starting point guard, Kobe White can play that too because of his catch-and-shoot ability. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing, the only area where he struggles to shoot is just off the dribble, and that'll improve, and that's a mm-hmm. knock on a lot of guys, and they'll work on that. It was that the knock on Jamal Murray when he came out. And, and I'd say that's probably his asset right now. That's probably his strongest feature. I really like the pick. Like, like you said, though, I like what the Bulls are doing. they got a nice young core now, a bunch of dudes that could play. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that offense with Boylan, though. I mean, this I is the didn't really like them extending him, to tell you the truth. The third consecutive year, the Chicago Bulls have the seventh pick in the draft. They go with Lowry Markinen in 2017. Last year, they go with your boy, Wendell Carter Jr. Who's a great Duke. pick, yeah. And then, okay, I don't, know, I don't know if I'd go great pick. We'll, we'll go 
pretty good. We'll go with decent pick. And then Kobe White, who we can agree, is a really, really good selection here in their third straight year of drafting number seven for Pax there. Uh, John Paxson needs this to work out. He really Otherwise, does. he's going to have to be gone, right? Well, you think that, but him and Gar Foreman, I mean – you look at all the moves that they did, right? You he's got to have like some naked pictures of Gar Foreman. Something has. Like, to there's got to be something there. that he's got. Something on has him. to be going on. You had a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, then you had some bad luck because Derrick Rose tore his ACL. You blow that up. You trade Rose. You extend Jimmy Butler. You give him all this money. You bring and then you say you're rebuilding around Jimmy with young players, but then you bring in 55 year old Dwayne Wade, 65 mm-hmm. year old Rajon Rondo. Nobody gets along, so then you have to blow that up. Then after extending Jimmy for all this money, you trade him away. That's a team that just has no idea what the hell they're doing, and now they're rebuilding once again, and it looks like, at least with these prospects for the last couple of years, they're doing it the right way. This is going to be the number eight pick coming up here. It'll be made by the Atlanta Hawks. It will be going to the New Orleans Pelicans, who already have taken Zion Williamson with the number one overall pick from Duke. And right now they have 8-17 and 35, a part of a deal with the New Orleans Pelicans for that number four pick that they got with the Lakers as well as 57 and Solomon Hill. Yeah, and this is what I like to see young teams do, or teams that are in basketball hell that are in the middle of a rebuild, is just rebuild and do it with draft picks because you're not going to win. I mean, that's what I've been telling every, This is what I've been saying for the last couple of years. Like, you knew the Warriors were going to be playing against LeBron James in the finals for four or five years. So if you're in basketball hell, why not just blow it up? Like the, like the Atlanta Hawks were doing for a while. The Raptors were doing for a while. Like, you were just running into the buzzsaw that was LeBron James in the conference finals. Might as well, during drafts like this or during seasons like this, just kind of blow it up and just get as many prospects as you can because you're not going to win anyway. You're no. not going to win a title. Even next year. I mean, we could pretty much pencil in in the Eastern Conference. We don't know what Toronto is going to look like, if Kawhi is going to stay or if he's going to be a Clipper or what he's going to do. But you know the Bucks are going to be elite in the Eastern Conference, or you'd like to think so. Philadelphia is still going to be there. And then in the West, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team. You're not really competing with that if you're Memphis. So why not start all over, get some prospects, and then look forward to 2021-2022? Adrian Wojnarowski saying New Orleans still discussing trades at the number eight spot right now that we're sitting at, they hold the pick after the deal with the Atlanta Hawks. The draft pick will put on the Atlanta Hawks hat as we can only wait and make these trades official coming up, I believe, on June 7th. Those trades will become official once again. The selections that have been made so far tonight, number one overall pick, we've known it for about a year and a half, Zion Williamson. Then it goes John Morant for Murray State. Two point guard goes to the Memphis Grizzlies. R.J. Barrett, Duke, shooting guard, small forward, goes to the New York Knickerbockers at number three. Four, the Atlanta Hawks end up with DeAndre Hunter after their trade. Darius Garland, point guard from Vanderbilt, only played five games in the ACC this year. Garland goes five to the Cleveland Cavaliers at six after a trade with the Phoenix Suns. Jarrett Culver, shooting guard from Texas Tech, goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Kobe White was just selected by the Chicago Bulls. 105.7 FM, the fan. This is the Pro Hoops Draft Party, live from the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Ryan Horvath here as well, and you should be too, because there's 50-cent wings, traditional or boneless, also $2 domestic pints from now until close. What is better than that uh i can tell you this 
sucking a couple of them down, which you and I are not able to do because we are working here, Ryan. And you have to do the morning show. I can't imagine that you can really hit any $2 pints. Maybe one or two after the show. You know, six, okay. Six, okay, that works. we got a couple hours till 6 a.m., right? <laughs> this trade recap once again here at the 8 spot. The Pelicans got 8, 17, and 35 in this year's draft. And Adam Silver has the pick right now out in Brooklyn. With the eighth pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Atlanta Hawks select Jackson Hayes from the University of Texas. Jackson Hayes, a center. This one, Horvat, I think fits really, really well if New Orleans is going to keep this pick. Another big dude that can lob and throw down. Jackson Hayes, center out of Texas is going to be able to throw some of those down if New Orleans becomes the new lob city with Zion and Jackson Hayes. Love Jackson Hayes, six foot eleven, only two hundred and nineteen pounds. And there's another guy that wasn't even playing basketball a couple of years ago. He was actually a high school wide receiver, so he's just a freak athlete. They'll have to put some Dad weight on him. Played for the him. Pittsburgh Steelers, twelve seasons in the NFL. They're going to have to put at least like thirty to forty pounds of muscle <laughs> on my man. Imagine being six foot eleven, seven foot, and only weighing two hundred and twenty pounds. I haven't been two hundred and twenty pounds since like sophomore year. Of high school so I don't even know what that would feel like but you said it man his dad played 12 years in the NFL and his mom played college hoops so obviously he's got he's above the rim finisher good hands good coordination and he's just a dynamic athlete for a big so I think that in today's NBA he's a perfect fit no doubt and also the cool thing is too grew 11 inches from his senior year in high school Kind of like the Kevin Durant thing where you get recruited as a 6'2 shooting guard you show up yeah AD same thing six foot nine yeah and that's the, those are the players. That's why we see guys in the league, like a Giannis, for example, you know, like six foot 11, seven foot guys that are handling the ball now and shooting outside shots. I guess the only thing uh, that worries me a little bit is Jackson Hayes is a rim protector, but every once in a while he kind of gets caught out in no man's land, and he's terrible with the pick and roll. And in today's NBA, sure. you got to be able to defend the pick and roll. But great shot blocker, and he's a they're, dominant rim protector, so I they're like gonna what be, doing. They're going to be protecting the rim with Jackson Hayes as well as Zion Williamson down there in New Orleans. This is the Pro Hoops Draft Show live from the Q Club of Wisconsin, our Radio.com Sports mobile studios out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 north grandview boulevard in waukesha you can come on out and join us ryan orvat myself bill schmidt baby tausch till 11 o'clock here on the fan you're listening to the pro hoops draft show on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan Pro Hoops Draft Show live from the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Horvath, one of my guys, goes off the board at number nine to the Washington Wizards. Rui Hachimura. Love me First some Japanese player drafted in the top ten in the NBA draft. How about that? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I saw a player comp for Rui that was uh, Jabari Parker, and I've never disagreed with anything more. Dude's thick. He's got long arms. He's an athlete. Good off the dribble. I really won do the like Julius him. Irving Award for top small forward in college basketball this year, and they're giving him a player comp of Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard here that I can get because he's going to give you all he's got on both ends of the floor. I feel like he plays a little bit different spot though than Kawhi. I feel like Kawhi's more of a two than than a three like Rui, but I guess big they're just going size with... and similarity and strength wise. I guess. Yeah, maybe just off like raw talent, just because, like you said, I mean, he's only been playing the game for a couple of years. I do look at the system that guys do play in 
when I'm looking at picks like past one through three. Like obviously Zion, no matter where he went to school, you were taking him. John Morant went to Murray State, you were taking him. Now, like if I'm a contender and I'm picking anywhere from like ten to you know thirty, I'm looking at what systems guys played as well as talent. Like I like Rui because he played at Gonzaga for Mark Few, one of the best collegiate coaches. And he made a bunch of money probably off of him this year. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Gonzaga. Yeah, no doubt. Like, I like the (laughs) Michigan. You'd think Michigan State would produce better pros, but, like, I like a guy like Draymond Green because of the system that he played in. So I do look at that. like this pick, though. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good pick. Not as much as I like what the Pelicans are doing. I really, really like Rui. I think that he's he's a legitimate basketball player primarily because of he's one of those guys, Horvat, that people are – describing players nowadays Mm -hmm. as having a Giannis mindset a guy that's coming over from from overseas he's gonna have the weight of Japan on his shoulders watching him play basketball first Japanese player to go in the top 10 I believe he's the first Japanese player to go in the first round yeah and I agree with the Giannis thing a guy that's just works a little bit better a little bit harder every single offseason he comes back and he adds a new skill to his game and you could say everybody that plays hoops does that but this guy didn't but not start to playing a certain organized intensity. hoops until yep. he was 14 years old. I mean, that's just insane. He's been playing basketball for four years only. Six foot eight, seven two wingspan. He needs to be a little bit more physical so he can improve on his rebounding. That's the only thing in the pros. I could see him getting out muscled and beat up a little bit his first couple of years, but when he adds some muscle and kind of figures out the game of basketball, because that's the thing. The guy's been playing organized hoops since 14, right. so he had to figure out the collegiate game. Now he has to figure out the NBA, which is a whole other beast. So we found out Adrian Wojnarowski from our man Mayor Mitch back in the studios is not tipping pitches. He, but he is, is now. He is starting. He is now. But he's not doing the th- the, th- the th- how can I talk here? The the thesaurus. There we go. Like he did last year, where he's doing you know weird um, names. But he's just he's pretty like much a puzzle just, piece. Yeah, he's pretty much just doing. Uh, they're focused on so and so. They okay. are barring okay. a trade so and so. So he's he's start. He waited for like four picks to start doing it. So he's uh, he's uh, he's doing it now though. So okay, because I, I did. See so I know Shams. what's going on while you guys are are yapping over here. So okay, good because I, I saw I saw Shams saying bust a couple of picks open. So Shams, his old counterpart, now working at the Athletic. That's probably what it was, too, is Shams started doing it, so Woj did it. Those guys, I mean, there is no better rivalry in America, I don't think. <laughs> no, there really, really there really isn't. But is it really a rivalry? Because, like, Shams, last year was supposed to be his big year, and he just got dunked on by Woj. Like, it wasn't even close. Did he? I think Shams is doing all right. No, I think he's doing a great job, and he's making, making way more money than I am. So I'm not ripping Shams, <laughs> but I'm saying... Comparing him to Woj, I mean, Woj has his own show, his own podcast. So you mean he's getting paid to work tonight? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Woj, I mean, Woj is like on the Mount Rushmore. This show would be a lot more fun if we got paid for it, wouldn't it? I mean, like this job, being paid for it, that would make it way more fun. I'll tell you that much. Baby Tausch and Ryan Horvath out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. You want to come out and hang out with us? Drink some $2 pints. I, I know you do. I know you want to eat 50-cent wings. They got both of those here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. We'll also keep tabs on the Milwaukee Brewers all night long as we're bridging the gap between the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. And Jimmy Nelson struggling again tonight in the first inning. Now come his woes of throwing strikes that has been the issue for Jimmy Nelson since coming back. Walks the bases loaded, walks in a run, and then gives up a two-run shot or two-run single. So it's 3 nothing Reds here in the bottom half of the first inning. Brewers and Reds out at Miller Park. Mike Moustakis up at the dish. We're talking pro who's draft, and we're finally at number 10, Horvat. And could this be a, a reach? Maybe my boy, 
Seku Domboye, he's got to go. Think he's going this, here? This could be Seku time. I I'd be down if it was Seku time. I feel like it's going to be Cam Reddish here. It ha it's going to have to be Cam Reddish, only because he's on the board. And although I'm not so high on Cam Reddish, I feel like if he does blow up, I mean, because he could be a star score. Like, what Cam about Kevin Reddish, Porter Jr.? Kevin Porter Jr. is in that same vein of a star I, score. I know, but I won't be surprised if Porter Jr. doesn't go until the second round. That's how crazy what? this draft is. No yeah, chance. That's what I'm saying. Like, agents no don't even chance. know what to tell their clients. They have no timetable of when these guys are going to be drafted. Is this, is this our first skins game of the night? But what I like about yeah, actually. So you think Kevin Porter is going to go? I'll say I'll give you 20. I say Kevin Porter Jr. goes before the twentieth overall. I think he falls out of the first round. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. no. I'll take, I'll take twenty. I'll go. I'll go uh, under. Yeah, you you should take twenty. You I'll should take, take the 20. twenty. Okay, that's our first skins game of the night. Now, Sparky thought we were going to be doing this all night long. I'm going to sector it down and just pick and choose my spots. I think I pick and choose chose a nice spot there, don't you think? I do. I think I'm going to be able to. Pick, yeah, I think I'm going to get a couple of couple of dollars from this. Now, this trade recap coming up here. This Hawks trade was from the Mavericks last year when the Luka Doncic-Trey Young deal went down where they flipped spots and Atlanta picking the 10th pick in this year's NBA draft. NBA draft, the Atlanta Hawks select Cam Reddish from Duke University. Wendy's, this is 105.7 FM, the fan. We're out. We're out at the Pro Hoops Draft Party, live from the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. And Cam Reddish does go. He goes number 10 to the Atlanta Hawks. Horvath, you called it. Yeah, I mean, you just can't leave him on that board. The guy could end up being a 20-point score. The only thing I don't like is he he just panics. Like, anytime he faces a double team or anything, he, he just, like, in big moments, I feel like Cam Reddish just has the uh, – the ability and he just panics a little bit. He doesn't maximize his physical gifts. The guy's long, and like we see him, like he'll get double team turnovers. That's what I'm trying to say. He turns the ball over way too much, and for a shooter, he's just way too streaky. Like, I like I like Duke's the losses, quote, He just couldn't. He doesn't show up. I like the quote though by Cam Reddish. I'm not a project. I'm a work in progress. There's always more to learn. So at least he understands why people were hesitant. It appears we are experiencing technical difficulties down there at the Q Club of Wisconsin. We'll have more of the Pro Hoops Draft Show coming up next right here on The Fan. This is the 2019 Pro Hoops Draft Show, live from the Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back into the Pro Hoops Draft Show. Billy and Ryan live at Q Club of Wisconsin having some technical difficulties here on the fan. The pick is in number 11, the Minnesota Timberwolves making the selection. This one going to uh, Phoenix, I believe. Let's hear it, Adam Silver. Cameron Johnson from the University of North Carolina. There it is, Cameron Johnson, the small forward from North Carolina. He is an upperclassman. He has gone number 11, picked by the Minnesota Timberwolves. In so many trades today, I'm not 100% sure where that pick is actually going. I do believe that is going to Phoenix. Uh, so he is a guy that is, um, again, an upperclassman, a 6'8", long guy. He kind of reminds me of, you know, your, your kind of your typical small forward at North Carolina. Long guy, can shoot a little bit. Definitely rail thin, though. No question about that. So we'll see uh, where he can, he can go uh, as we move forward here in the NBA season. 
again, a lot of a lot of craziness going on so far. Obviously, those first three picks in the NBA draft were pretty pretty chalky as, as we expected leading in. Number one overall, of course, Zion Williamson, the guy we've known for quite a while to be the number one overall pick, and it, it would indeed come to fruition as the New Orleans Pelicans would make him the number one overall pick. And John Morant goes second to Memphis, and R.J. Barrett goes third to the New York Knicks. DeAndre Hunter to Atlanta. Cleveland gets Darius Garland at f- at five. Jarrett Culver goes six to Minnesota. Kobe White, seven from North Carolina. He goes to the Bulls. Jackson Hayes, eight, going to the New Orleans Pelicans. He's the big man out of Texas. Rui Hachimura goes number nine, probably the biggest surprise so far. He goes to the Wizards. Uh, he's out of Gonzaga. And Cam Reddish goes to Atlanta. He was 10th overall and, of course, 11th overall just there. Cameron Johnson from North Carolina. It's to my knowledge, we have the boys back. Wow. There he is. There they are out at Q Club of, of Wisconsin. Take it back over, guys. Whoa, Mitch, Mitch, you can't tell us that it was the biggest biggest uh, shock of the day. And then Cam Johnson goes 11. That one was was one that I wasn't expecting. That's a bit of a reach as Cam well. Cam Johnson, 11? Yeah. No. I thought oh, Rui man. was going like to go Cam 15, Johnson. 16, 18, 20, somewhere in there, and he's up at number nine. For sure. Yep, I agree. I, I, Mitch, I did not see Rui getting into the top ten, but – I don't know about you, and, and you cover the Bucks with, with Sparky and the Pickens State Milwaukee Bros postgame show all the time. I think Rui's a really, really good player there in the top ten. Absolutely. I think he's – and you guys were talking before. I mean, Ryan especially saying Jabari Parker was the player comp, and, yeah, I don't see that at all. I, Rui is – I think he's a much more well-rounded player, and he's obviously a yep. bigger guy, I think, and he's just – I think he's going to be a guy who wants to win a little bit more. I think that's Jabari Parker's main problem there is just not, not necessarily – I don't think it's a basketball IQ thing. I think it's a drive thing, and I think Rui is definitely not going to have that problem whatsoever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Now, Cameron Johnson, Ryan? Yeah, big fan, actually. He was one of my favorite players in this draft. I was looking at mock drafts that had him going 33, 34, 20, not even being drafted. Top 20. That's just the way of the NBA. I kind of saw it coming only because he's the best shooter in this draft, easily the best three-point shooter in this draft, and he could defend. I gave a player comp of Cam Johnson of kind of like a Danny Green, but he's six foot eight, two hundred and five pounds with a six ten wingspan, so he could guard on the perimeter. I guess the only thing that would scare me a little bit is he had hip surgery in two thousand eighteen. That's kind of a weird injury for a young dude to have. Anything with the mm-hmm. hips scares me a little bit, but best spot up shooter in this draft, good footwork, and he runs the floor in transition, so you're gonna find him. I think that that's a great fit, and I don't think that that is a reach. It does shock me but I love me some Cam Johnson. So you're a little bit surprised that he did end up going there, but if you were a general manager in this point, you would have been down with taking him at this spot. I would because at this at this point of the draft, and like I said, I mean, this if I was outside of the top three, I'm looking for the best prospect right now, and there's a lot of raw talent. I mean, we just got, talk, got done talking about Rui. Rui could be a 20-point-per-game player, or he could be a G League player that we never even see after year one. Whereas Cameron Johnson, I always know that he's going to have a spot in the NBA because he could shoot and he could defend. You know, and that's yeah. Uh, there's just a spot for you in the NBA in today's NBA if you could shoot the three. Right now, it is the Charlotte Hornets up on the clock. Now, Charlotte, their biggest issue and and their biggest concern is going to be: Are they going to be able to keep their superstar in Kemba Walker? Yeah, and I doubt that they're going to be able to, even though he said all the right things, like most superstars do, outside of Anthony Davis, who pretty much told you he wanted out from from day one. Yeah, right. But with Kemba, he said that he would even take less money. He just wants to play for a contender. So he would even turn down the super max if you could bring in another player. But who's going to Charlotte, to be honest with you? And now that the Lakers have paired Anthony Davis with LeBron, 
I think that they're going to go pretty hard at Kemba if they're able to. I mean, I don't know how that's all going to work out with the contract See, structure now. And once again, you, you just said it about Charlotte. I think North Carolina is a beautiful area. Carolinas are supposed to be one of the best places to live in the in the country. But who wants to go and play in Charlotte? Especially when, when Michael I could go Jordan. and play in L.A. <laughs> Especially when Michael Jordan is in charge of your basketball operations because, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about draft night disasters. This would have been a good spot for Kobe White because he is the one that broke Michael Jordan's scoring record at UNC for a freshman. What's now, crazy? That would have been something else. What is surprising about the Kobe White thing is I thought two Carolina players were going to go in the top ten. In fact, I took that prop bet for like plus 220. You lost that one. I did because I thought it was going to be Nazir Little, the six seven wing out of Carolina. I thought he would go well over Cameron Johnson, even though I thought Johnson will end up being the better pro. So already – I mean, this is what I'm saying. you got to watch who you trust even when you're watching the combine and look at your sources because everybody's just trying to throw out false information to end up with the guy they want. Adam Silver, Charlotte Hornets, number 12 pick. With the 12th pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select P.J. Washington Jr. from the University oh, man, of Man, I wanted it to be Sekou. Oh, look, Bango running around there at Barclays Center. What's he doing out there? Bango running around at the Barclays Center. P.J. Washington, the Wildcat, goes at number 12 to Charlotte. You think Bango made a call over to John Horace and is like, hey, you couldn't have told me that we sold the pick so I could right. head home? And yeah. also, uh, I saw that everybody that gets drafted gets a team replica, like, just blinged out watch. What are the Bucks going to do with theirs? Well, okay, if anybody's talking about watches, though, did you see what my boy Tyler Hero had around his wrist? I did. 50 thousand dollars in diamonds around his wrist yeah that thing was swaggy he had the number 23 on there there like, was that for jordan or lebron he's like no i just didn't want to touch it and change it because it's too nice <laughs> pj washington as you talk about tyler hero who that's his boy from kentucky that's his boy pj washington sophomore 20 years old gave you 15 points and seven boards from kentucky strong dude he's a big like I said, six foot eight. He's got a little Taj Gibson in him. If you want to go player count from North Carolina, I see a okay. little Bryce Johnson. He's a good passer for his position. So, you know, you face him down on the double teams, he's going to be able to kick it out to open shooters. The only problem is he's a terrible defensive rebounder, and he's not um, very explosive either. In, in he plays, plays a little bit bigger than I think he is, doesn't he? A little bit thicker maybe at least? Yeah, and he's just like a raw talent. Like these guys from – I mean, he's a sophomore, so he did do two years under Calipari, which is like doing – you know, like being a four-year senior anywhere else. But the only thing is, is you go to Kentucky, and I never know what to expect from any of these guys. You know, if you go to Kentucky, it's kind of a hit or miss. Like we knew Jamal Murray was going to be a player or Anthony mm -hmm. Davis was going to be a player, but when they play in that system, like Calipari at Kentucky doesn't really draw up offensive sets. It's just kind of like chaos because he's got five pros on the floor at the same yeah. time, so there's no offense. So it'll be interesting to see what Washington does at the next level, like what kind of player he is. But – I like him. I mean, he's got a 7-3 wingspan, so he'll be able to knock down some shots and block some shots, play in the post. And uh, he may get abused on the boards, like I said, though. I just, I'm just i not sold on him as a defensive rebounder in the NBA. Yeah, he could he could struggle on the block defensively, that's for sure. Now the Miami Heat come up here at 13. Now you want to talk about a team that's in NBA purgatory. I know. That's the Miami I Heat because they, they got a lot of guaranteed money tied up to a team that couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. All under uh, with Whiteside. 
I saw somebody like, eh, maybe he won't opt in. Yeah, he's definitely opting in. That was a terrible Yeah, no contract. way he's not taking that $27 million, cuz. And, and that's the thing. Like, when you do get a big and you get a rim protector, like, you have to pay him, especially if you're a championship contender. But yeah, no it always doubt. ends up biting you in the ass in the long run. Like, look at what Houston's dealing with right now with Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Chris Paul, because that's a deal. You're, he's untradeable at this point. He can't play with James Harden. But that's the only problem is, you know, when you do get a big a rim protector, you got to pay him. And it doesn't always uh, end up working in your favor towards like year three four of the deal it'll be miami then boston then detroit rounding out the top 15 players that we've seen gone already here on the pro hoops draft show 105.7 fm the fan zion williamson john moran and rj barrett go one two three deandre hunter after a trade with the new orleans pelicans goes to the atlanta hawks at number four darius garland the fifth overall selection to the cleveland cavaliers the minnesota timberwolves selecting Via the Phoenix Suns at number six, they get Jared Culver out of Texas Tech. Kobe White goes seven to the Bulls. New Orleans takes Cam Reddish after that deal with Atlanta. Gives them the eighth pick. They take Cam Reddish. And then at nine, that's when we saw our first kind of mess around with the NBA draft this year. Horvath, that's when Rui Achimura ended up going number nine in that deal to the Washington Wizards. My biggest takeaway Notice a conference that hasn't have a, had a player drafted, and I don't know that – is the Big Ten going to get a player drafted in the first round? Maybe Romeo Langford from – Yeah, Langford's probably their best bet. And that dude barely even played from Indiana. Yeah, he's only a freshman, exactly. Like the Big Ten, and I don't Who think also, the conference is Also, I do not think down. he's a legitimate NBA player, sorry. I, I don't think Romeo Langford's going to play much in the NBA. Big Ten just lately just doesn't really produce anything. I mean, it's all just like a boring half-court style offense, you know, low-scoring games. And I don't, I really don't know if we're going to get a prospect taken in the first round from the Big Ten. That's my biggest takeaway. This is 105.7 FM. The fan will take a timeout, get an update from Evan Heffelfinger. Before we come back, when Boston will be selecting, as right now, about a minute and a half left for the Miami Heat. We'll have that pick for you when we come back. And Boston will be on the clock. It's the Pro Hoops Draft Party live from the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. 50 cent wings, traditional or boneless. Your choice is sauce. 50 cents a piece and $2 domestic pints. What's better than that? Uh, You drinking. I'm out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Ryan Horvath at Chuck and Winkler. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch of the Wendy's Big Show. We're out here until 11 o'clock at the Q Club in our Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.